Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How you doing, King? I am okay. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm okay. Hmm. Let's, let's stick, Not fantastic. Let's today, stick eh? with let's stick with okay. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's the best I can hope for. That is, given yeah. the circumstances. I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, week five is in the bag. Yes. Loads of good games yet again. Yes. The tempo has not stopped. As no, far as I can see. Sloppy, but exciting mm. games, I would say. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. We've had more people returning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not so many injuries this week as well. They're starting to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, another great week. And we've got a start, King, as you well know, with your pick of the week. My pick of the week. So out of all the games... Which one was the King's pick of the week? Well, you don't actually know what my pick I of the week know. is. Normally, I don't know. Normally, normally we exchange a text message, courtesy, <laughs> a courtesy text. We're, we're being secretive this week. We have. There's we lots have. of things holding back from each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I've gone with the Cincinnati Bengals against the Dallas Cowboys Ooh. this week. Yeah. Mm, me like you. Yeah. Um, mainly because I want to talk about the Cowboys. I'm absolutely shocked. Which actually, this the se- I looked back, it's the second time I've picked a game with the Bengals in. And just brushed over them. So, <laughs> oh, hang on, you better not brush over the Bungles this time. Uh, I want to hear some some bad things about my AFC North rival. There's uh, there's not a lot to say. Oh, come about on. the Bengals. To be fair, most dig my, in, and most of my research has been on the on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, I'm going to avoid the Bengals where possible. The last two weeks you've been ripping uh, teams that haven't done well, and now you're going to give the Bungles a day off. They they just got hammered, didn't they? Um, it's Start started with Ezekiel Elliott, 134 yards uh, rushing, two rushing touchdowns as well. Add to that cheeky little 37 yards receiving as well. The guy does it all, doesn't he? He does. He leads the league by 85 yards from the second overall rusher. It's crazy. Right. As a rookie, that's crazy. I know he's got the best offensive line. But, uh, you know, I know there were some question marks initially about Ezekiel Elliott and, and sort of being taken were forth. They? Well, being taken fourth above Jalen Ramsey when there was a glaring weakness in their secondary last season. Okay. Um, and I think, I think so far, he's proven them right. And, uh, you know, it, it helps that uh, that Morris Claiborne stepped up in the secondary as well, which is good. He, he had a si- great game. He did. He's had a good season. Sixth overall pick from LSU. Um, I think was helped in LSU because he also played with Patrick Peterson um, and also Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I don't hurt. Helps when your secondary is <laughs> that hurt. in college. Um, yeah, so it's 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 interesting to see what they do with Claiborne at the end of the season. Um, you know, he's basically re-signed a one-year contract at the start of the season because he'd, he'd not necessarily lived up to the that six overall pick. Mm. But uh, and it's I think it's about three million, so he's not getting paid a lot of money. And it's whether he decides to sort of take an early extension, sort of towards the end of the season. Uh, with the to stay with the Cowboys if he's nice and settled in Dallas, but you know he, based on his performances so far, could test free agency. It's tough to get solid corners now these days. There are worse places to play your game than Dallas. Oh, absolutely, I'm guessing absolutely. But uh, yeah, I think it, going back to it, I think Elliot has absolutely proved his worth and and proved why you know taking him with the fourth pick meant he can make an immediate impact. Whereas in a secondary that's got some question marks, Ramsey might have been you know a, a you know, a strong player within a poor team. And I think that's just emphasised, maybe that's given the uh, the defence a bit more backing. Maybe they thought that, you know, they they were underwhelmed last year, confidence was low. And, and when they didn't take Ramsey, who was by, uh, you know, or, or Bosa was the other person they were looking at, well, they couldn't, but he was, uh, you know, Bosa was the other person they were talking about had he been available. Mm-hmm. Would have been quite interesting to see if, if you know, their their coaches would have gone down that route. And uh, and sort of suggested they knew that the problem was the defense. Yeah, it wasn't a great defense last year, but they weren't helped by the offense going free and out all the time with Ryan Mallett or Brandon. Yeah, Wyndham, that definitely anymore. didn't help them. You know, one one from one they were on the pitch, like you said, for for a long long time, and 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 two, the the field position was was shocking because yeah. they, their offense wasn't gaining enough yards. Exactly. So it's uh, I did feel bad for them last season, but uh, you know they're starting to. Starting to get some pass rush, which is something they've lacked over the last couple of seasons, which is good. The other person I want to talk about, Jim, okay, is Mr. Dak Prescott. Prescott, Prescott. I love your Look out for that Prescott. I love your impression of Gruden. <laughs> um, 
He's averaging 250 yards per game, so he's not setting the world alight so far this season. Solid. It's what it is. But, yeah. N- Considering he- what they had before, which I just said was a blancmange of well, absolutely. quarterbacks. Yeah, when Romo's out, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, only one turnover so far this season, which was a sort of strange fumble that, you know, kind of music was going on while yeah. everyone was trying to pick it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one turnover, seven um, touchdowns, still no interceptions. Nope. And... Uh, Pro Football Focus this week said that he was the, the stat. He, well, absolutely was the most accurate QB in Week Five mm-hmm. once you adjusted it. So that's basically without drops or throwing throws away. Okay. Uh, when you have dropbacks, so you know with just over ninety percent completion. Yeah, yeah. It's when you're rushing for over one hundred and fifty yards and your quarterback's throwing for two fifty and not turning the ball over. Or is that accurate? You're winning games. You're going to win games, By guys. double the amount of points the opposition is <laughs> scoring against You're going to win games. Yeah, I think if they can keep that up, they're going to keep winning games. Well, if you remember, King, I did post out a, a Twitter poll a couple of weeks ago. You did, On yeah. at Jim and the King on yep. Twitter. Yes. And we did ask the question that I put out, you know, when Romo is healthy, if Romo's healthy again, yep. does he just waltz back in? Who's the starter? It was, you know, hypothetical because... Romo's been around for a long time. He deserves respect. He's a great quarterback. Yep. But you don't want to mess up a winning team. No, you don't. And you're going to be taking reps away from him. And if, if Romo comes in and gets injured quite quickly or... Which is entirely possible. Absolutely. Or doesn't, or doesn't uh, you know, doesn't perform, I think he's ultimately going to have a short leash and you might take away some of the rhythm that Prescott's already gathered. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting stat. Five games without an interception for Dak Prescott. Do you know how many times Romo has done that in his career? What, five games in a row without In a row an without an interception. Has he ever done that? No, he hasn't. <laughs> he has never done that. And it was what either going to be never or lots. Yeah. <laughs> so what, I went for never. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what were we just saying? If you are hugely accurate, don't turn the ball over and can run behind what is definitely the best offensive line in football. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's a formula for victories. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's kind of that, do you go with stick with a hot hand or go with the experienced player who you know Romo is a, a pro bowl quarterback and yes. when healthy yeah but they can't guarantee that so do you, what would you do would you stick with a hot hand or would you when Romo comes back chuck him straight in the offense I think that they'll probably put him back in mm-hmm. just for the experience um, again if he gets injured another time I wouldn't want him to come back again I would want him to retire for his own health yep said that several times yep um, you look at the same, you know, what they've given Romo. I mean, Jerry Jones has put pieces around him. You had DeMarco Murray used to be there. He's always had uh, Jason Witten as a security blanket, one of the best tight ends yep. ever. Yep. Um, Des Bryant. I mean, Dak Prescott didn't have Des Bryant to throw to on Sunday. No. But no. he's finding Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley. Yep, Coley Cole. Yeah. And still, Jason Witten is that backup option there for you know the third down he's the ageless wonder that guy he is. he's running over people this week as well mm-hmm. he's amazing consummate professional yeah he's never been in trouble for any no. reason whatsoever well I think years and years ago we're going back sort of seven eight years they thought that he was coming towards the end of his career and drafted <laughs> Martellus Bennett as a replacement yeah. and then went <laughs> Witten's probably going to outlast him yeah it was still could he still could but well. no they um, they're you know it's a promising young team they've got the mm. Cowboys the future is certainly bright in Dallas talk um, to me about Cincinnati and the clouds over there then because they're now two and three yep and their best receiver was Brandon LaFell this last week it was 68 yards on eight catches for two touchdowns which is good it is good they held AJ Green at 50 yards yeah those those touchdowns catches. were right near the end of the game once the, it was out of hand at that point um, Jeremy Hill has only got 12 yards rushing yeah what is going on I with don't... Jeremy Hill because that guy was one of the best running backs in the league last year yes I, I, I can't answer that question to be fair <laughs> I think that they because <laughs> because of the losses I think the, the only reason I could think of is because of the losses that a wide receiver um, people don't have to worry about playing sort of cover two at the back end because uh, you had all yeah, these no targets Sanu, no Jones. so now they're just loading up the box to stop the run mm-hmm. and daring you to throw towards AJ Green who's double covered all the time so does that mean that because Gio Bernard's probably a better catcher yeah, I think he's it, getting the, the reps he's had nine carries 50 yards and then in the receiving game he had six catches for 46 yards yeah, so but, Bernard had a good game yeah but nine carries isn't enough That that's no. that's a team who got behind quickly Dalton and then was had the to, second best rusher on that team. Absolutely, though. yeah. He had to keep throwing it because they were behind and, and sort of trying to get back into the game. But 
Well, that's, that just shows that the Cowboys' defense has stepped up this season and is, is shutting down AJ Green up to this point has had no help and I think he's just cementing the fact he's always in the conversation but it's cemented the fact he is absolutely a top five wide receiver but he's you know what else has he got it's very much the Calvin Johnson syndrome in Detroit over the last few years and we must not forget that all those 14 points for the Bungles came in garbage time yep they scored nothing until the fourth quarter that's when Dallas took their foot off the gas yep and stopped throwing it so yeah call your Jets call your Jets Bengals I Um, told you last week they, call your Jets they're a good they're a good two and three team though the Bengals they're, they're better uh, than their record suggests but they're they not... were better last year than they are this year yeah but they've lost their well they lost that's why they're not so good this year well that's true they've lost players but they um... you can get it done last year and you got worse this year I've got a hint for you what's going to happen for the end of this year tell me Jim not so good not so good not so good not so good thanks for whispering <laughs> But yeah, so I just wanted to basically talk up the Cowboys because I like it when draft picks pay off, especially when... <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. ah, draft picks paying off. Yeah. You've, you've waited a long time for your draft pick I to have. pay off. I have indeed, I have indeed. So that was it. Is there anything you wanted to add on the old Bengals and Cowboys? No, just, you know, it's, um, another consummate performance by Prescott and Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you said last season... You couldn't you couldn't bet on a win at all if Roma wasn't thrown to Bryant. Yeah. And that's proved to be the case. Yeah. So now they've actually got an alternative and you can see the future there in Dallas and it looks yeah. extremely bright. It does. It does. They've got some really strong sh- In a, in a division which is so topsy-turvy mm. and no team wants to really get on top of it. I mean, we saw the Eagles fall this week. They have, but it's, they're another team who's got some, some sort of strong young talent coming through. So it yeah. could go from being very topsy-turvy to one of the stronger divisions over the next sort of five years or so while these guys sort of come into the come into the peak of their careers mm. so it could be exciting excellent but well, that was I think, it I think we better take a break then King awesome but uh, don't go anywhere we'll be back for part two welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast you've just heard the King's pick of the week which was the Cincinnati Bengals 14 the Dallas Cowboys, 28. Yes. So it's uh, it's now my turn, King. It is your turn. Why are you grinning, Jim? <laughs> because I've, um, I, I've, I looked at a really tight game this week, you know, up and down, back and forth. I can see where this is going. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, this did end up with me picking the San Diego Chargers against the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. Fantastic. Thank you for that. <laughs> now, I think that, you know, before I get onto... Wait a minute, what's that? What is that? My God! That's <laughs> Punk Raiders music! It's Punk Raiders music. You haven't... Ta- you haven't... <laughs> You've arranged a tag team and not told me. Oh my God. <laughs> this is outrageous. Uh, Punk! What happened? What happened? We threw it away like we've been doing all season. Well, Melvin Gordon was fumbling and, and, you know, there wasn't even anyone around him. I just think he'd given up, to be honest. I think he, he, he realised nothing was going to happen and was just throwing the ball away. Yeah, it's, um, well, we keep doing that, don't we? It's, uh, it's well, every week, bar week one so far, we've managed to uh, to throw the ball away. I think we've had... Yeah, now what you keep saying each week, though, that, that, that your charges really couldn't close a window. Uh, I mean, that, that field goal attempt at the end was awful. But you know, let's 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 look at some positives for you, if we can. I mean, I don't know what you you were watching, but I thought the one one thing that stood out to me in that game more than anything else was Joey Bosa. Yes, yes, your boy Bosa, uh, the prodigal uh, son, has he, has arrived from both sides. I think uh, you know, Amari Cooper, one hundred and forty odd yards touchdown. You know, we're kind of expecting that from him now. Derek Carr, you know. Passing the ball, few dodgy red zone attempts this week, which is the first time this season that that's happened. We've been pretty good down there most of the time, but you know, for me watching the game, Bosa was the standout player on the field. Yeah, I think he was the best player on the pitch this week. He, um, you know, he come in. He's he's been injured somewhat, which is uh, is frustrating. Obviously, we had the, the initially we had the holdout, but he. Uh, was it two sacks? I think. Let me give you the stats. Then. Oh yeah, Let go on then, Jim. You. Twenty-seven snaps, two sacks, two QB hurries, five combined tackles, which included three for a loss. Yeah, that's crazy. The guy's just disruptive. 
which is what we said coming out of, of the draft. That's all against the Raiders' offense that's been just running up and down the field on people. So, yeah, our line has been pretty, pretty stout all season long. And so for Bowser to actually, you know, just walk in and do that, like you say, he's been injured. He's not playing a huge amount of snaps. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty commendable effort, to be fair, from a young player. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether at this point, obviously, knowing, knowing that we lost towards the end of the game to be either really excited of the prospect of having Bosa moving forward or really frustrated that I've not been able to witness it until week five. So yeah, with Joey Bosa, I think not yet, but give him a couple of years and he's certainly that piece of the puzzle that you can start building a whole defence around. Um, I think, you know, he's not going to be at the same level yet, certainly, but, you know, look at what the Texans do with JJ Watt. They build the defence around him. I think you can do a similar thing there. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. I think he had, um, based on the stats Jim gave, I think that um, Pro Football Focus said he had the most QB hurries or at least the most amount of pressure, whether that was hits, sacks, or just uh, sort of pushing him out of the pocket uh, than anyone else in week five. Which... And from what I saw, he was playing on instinct. He didn't really look like he was polished. He'd just been told to go out and run at the quarterback. Yeah, which is so all we he, need him to do. He's absolutely playing off instinct. Mm. And there was a really nice play, I don't know if you remember it, where he uh, he uh, chased down Amari Cooper, who'd, who'd taken a quick slant, and just smashed him. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah. he's, uh, the question mark coming out of the draft was his, uh, you know, his, his speed, his end-to-end speed, not necessarily off the line, but sort of over sort of 20, 30 yards if he had to chase people down. And I know that um, Cooper had slowed down somewhat, but he just flew into the, into the screen. And uh, he, he, he just hits with such ferocity. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think you've actually found a bit of a gem there, to be honest. I think he can be a, a, a very good player for a very long time to come. But again, it will come down to attitude, as it always does with rookies, and you know whether or not he ends up staying in San Diego, whether even the Chargers stay in San Diego. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, as we're as we're trying to keep it positive on the Chargers here, Punk, I did. Well, I wanted to... any slightly positive. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, they still completely lost the game. Well, I want to talk about one of a player. I know, I know. I want to talk about one of a player that was impressive for your king, and that was your second round pick, which was Hunter Henry, the tight end. Yeah. Uh, he did three catches for seventy-four yards and a touchdown, which is not shabby whatsoever. No, it's the third yeah, week. You wouldn't say that was shabby, but when you're playing against the Raiders, who are averaging giving up four hundred and fifty yards a game, that's pretty much <laughs> for the course. I think he's doing all right consistently. I you know. I know it was the Raiders, but you know. It's, yeah, well, we uh, Gates has been out a couple of games, and um, Henry certainly stepped up. And and Gates, although he had a touchdown, had a costly fumble in the first he did. half. So it's uh, it's good to see an aging well not good seeing an age, aging Gates but good to see that with Gates clearly aging we've got a replacement there. As we've got Punk here, I wanted to talk about three players that impressed me. Punk for you. Go on. First one was Sean Smith. Yeah. Yeah. He was at Kansas City last year, but he's come over and he's um he's already equaled last season's two interceptions for himself, so he's only got um a glass ceiling smashing it. Well, you say that. I mean, the first couple of weeks of the season, he was. We've changed. We've changed the defense slightly. We've given him more help. We left him one on one a lot. If you go back and watch the Saints game, uh, first game of the season, he was getting torched left, right, and centre. Yeah, Brandon Cooks um, had his way with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 uh, the coaches have obviously looked at that, and we're now actually rolling rolling safety. Especially is helping him out a lot. Um, and we're, he's, he's actually being allowed to go and, and play the ball more rather than just having to, to cover the man. Um, I thought before the season that he'd be a good pickup, and I, th- I think he will be. Um, I think it was just a case of a few growing pains the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, exactly. It was his first year with the Raiders, isn't it? So it's a bit of adjustment. Well, you know, you, you, if you're coming from Kansas City, then you know you have to learn what it's like to be on a decent team. With, you know, <laughs> Ow! I knew we couldn't so... get through a section without you having to go at the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I leave the door open for that? Why would I not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the second person I'll talk about is Jalen Richard. Uh, undrafted from Southern Miss, he did 97 yards, but he was everywhere for you. He's, he, yeah, um, I agree. I think if, if you remember the last time I was on, I was um, 
mentioning that DeAndre Washington could have Latavius Murray's job by sort of mid-season, three-quarter season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now thinking it might be Richard. Um, like you said, the guy's just everywhere. And for an undrafted player, again, he's he's got everything. I, I can't quite see how he managed to slip through the net of all 32 teams in seven rounds, to be honest. Well, he's not very big, is he, King? But he certainly got, gets penetration through the through the middle. Which you wouldn't expect for someone so small. No, he's um, yeah, he's just explosive, isn't he? I think there's there's a lot of, of running backs that slip through the net, unfortunately. Um, I don't know much about him, to be fair, because he went undrafted. But uh, no, he does look exciting. And actually, Washington's played really well as well. It's actually Murray who's on the outside looking in at the moment from from the Raiders running back standpoint. Which is weird, considering he had a good season last he's year. He's a pro bowler last year, yeah. Yeah, and the last one... And I, do, I do think a lot of it with the running backs though also has to go down to the offensive line the offensive line has yeah. been solid yeah you played really um, well this other year other than really the Cowboys and possibly the Vikings I can't think of any other offensive line now maybe maybe your Steelers Jim but <laughs> yeah. there aren't really that many offensive lines that are holding up week in week out at the minute so I think I think it's testament to those guys as well that a you know cars being so clean and given so much time to find his receivers but that we can consistently use three running backs and all of them are gaining yards mm. who's the third player Jim well, the last person I wanted to mention um, I actually wrote a blog last week I promised I'd do it and I did mm-hmm. um, which was about making punters people too and Marquette King I think you've got yeah, their punk you've just stolen that completely and utterly from Rich Eisen making punters people too I don't oh. know Rich Eisen <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> It's true. Okay, I don't I don't listen to any Rich Eisen podcast or read his blogs, but I know that he runs the forty yard dash every year at the combine. But apart from that, he does. But he, he also has this thing where he um, he sends out t shirts to punters, and and he, he likes to claim that punters are people too. So well, I, I was in my blog. You're either a genius, <laughs> yeah. You've subconsciously. <laughs> I have not stolen anything that I haven't read it. <laughs> so, There's no, no no plagiarism, just no. Uh, just piggybacking off off Eisen apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, no, my whole thing was that the new rule changes for touchbacks means that the punter's job has become more uh, important. And Marquette King, he's had 26 punts this season so far, only three of them for touchback. That's impressive. It's what we do, it, we 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 spoke of, again. We spoke about this preseason. Um, punters, the Raiders are great at picking up punters. Just, just kickers <laughs> yeah, in general. We've got, we've got the only one yeah. in the Hall of Fame. You know, we we mm. we we've always had good kickers, good punters. Um, and, they've all, and they've always had to, they've always had to be used fairly often as well, yeah. haven't they? <laughs> well, yeah, practice helps <laughs> definitely. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, Ask Kaser about practicing. We we've already got more. Um, more wins this season than we had the entire in, entire season two years ago, you know, and, and we've done that oh. multiple times over the last few nice. years. Nice, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, King's he's you know what can you say? He's a punter. He does his job. He help, He gives you good position every he does. time. He, he pins makes teams it back. easier for your defense. No, he, he absolutely does, and he, he he's an important part of the team. But you know, how much can you really say about a punter? Not a great deal. One one person, <laughs> one person I'd like to spotlight that I've noticed so far this season, who got his first interception of his career, Ooh. was is Carl Joseph, who we talked about preseason. Yeah. I sort of compared him to Earl Thomas, and he's really starting to step up now. He's uh, you know he's been in the league a few games and, and got used to the pace, um, you know, and he's just dynamic both in in the pass and 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 uh, when opposing teams are running the ball I sort of touched on his nine career interceptions in college got his first one already now from from safety which was a, a you know a nice pick I know the player slipped down but it was a good catch nevertheless and he just comes in and bangs in the run game as well so he's uh, he's been really impressive for me so far this season yeah no I think I think out of all all the rookies that I've seen on the Raiders um, I think Richard and like you say Carl Joseph are the two that have absolutely smashed it from day one almost um, we did use him sparingly the first couple of games um, he was a little bit banged up as well but yeah I mean he's got everything again he's got size he's got speed he's got great hands I mean I, th- I honestly believe that in a push you could probably get him to play wide receiver if you didn't have any other choices 
I think you've got. Uh, yeah, I think you've got yeah, enough choices yeah, at wide receiver this season. Absolutely spot on there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't really want to talk about the actual game because it was you know a toss up for the most part. It could yeah. have gone either way. And to be fair, it, it was an exciting game. It was a great game. I, oh, I picked it for that yeah, reason. It was. It was it, it, literally end to end. It, it just never stopped. There was always always someone you know coughing it up or dropping something or you know 40 yard pass plays yeah it, it really was the archetypical 2016 nfl game i mean crabtree um, slept walk through the first half it was only the second half he, he registered the catch but when he did bloody hell he got two didn't he two yeah. huge huge plays he's the most clutch receiver in the nfl at the moment i, I wouldn't argue with that at all um fancy trading him for uh Le'Veon bell <laughs> why won't you do that punk you know when what? when you well, I've got why, two why Raiders receivers the one player that you want desperately more than anything in fantasy football I'm fine with David Johnson on my team mate you know you need some receivers I've got some Raiders so let's let's do this you can quibble guys I'm, I'm the only unbeaten I'm the only unbeaten person in the league you two can quibble for scraps <laughs> if, if I've stockpiled five number one running backs there's a reason for that <laughs> Now's the time to trade them in. I did it with defences. You all laughed at me at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, you just stopped finding kickers. It does not work on the punk. You should know that. All right. Before we get rid of you then, punk, is there anything you want to add into the podcast? Yeah, I've been listening the last few weeks, guys, and I really have to pull you two up on that, Brian. Oh, no, You've here we go. You've been slating him left, right and centre, <laughs> something chronic. Who's this? And, you know, the guy's Mr. Cheese String. season. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, listen to this week's podcast, and you might you might find something quite exciting. You better not. You exciting. better not. Come on, Matt Ryan. You, you might me? you might hear something quite exciting that you might enjoy. Then Matty Melt. Clearly not from Jim, but you might hear <laughs> yeah, something quite exciting. Not. Clearly not. You know, twelve touchdowns, two interceptions. The guy, you know, he's 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 got nearly a seventy percent completion rate for this season. He has. Watch two weeks, he two have been banging on about how bad he is. Watch oh, this. No, watch, only, only what, I've been banging on about how bad he is. I think it's only. Uh, I think it's only Jim. But watch this space. <laughs> watch this space, punk. You'll uh, you'll enjoy the rest of this podcast. I think. <laughs> God. I certainly bit, will, of, boys. Bit, right, bit of foreshadowing. Guys, take it easy. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. We'll speak, speak again soon. Cheers, punk. Anytime, guys. Oh, that punk. Yeah. Yeah, he may have just ruined what might or might not be the next segment, but let's nah. continue. Nah, don't worry about that. No, I'm not worried. Punk doesn't ruin anything. No. 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 Uh, so we need to go through the rest of the games then, King. We do. Uh, let's rattle through them then. Uh, first game was in Pittsburgh here. Uh, the New York Jets 13, Pittsburgh 31. Your offense is crazy good. Mm-hmm. Crazy good. Mm-hmm. Don't need to go into it too much detail. We're rattling through them, Jim. <laughs> oh, go on. Your defense is crazy. Uh, defense offense is crazy good. Tell me about it. Tell me. Yeah, about Le'Veon Bell back has made a huge, huge difference. Don't so, tell Punk that. I want him on the trade. This is true. Sammy Coates was uh, was hit or miss. Actually, had a, a couple of thirty nine and two touchdowns. He could have had. Uh, Julio could have had a Julio Jones type game though had he not made it had a couple of bad drops but I hear he might have broken his hand and still performed like that so good on him yes yes what's <laughs> the next game uh, the next game was the Arizona Cardinals which was the Thursday night game that you picked uh, 33 win for the Cards beating Blaine Gabbert who's not going to be starting this weekend no I saw that yeah so Kaepernick's now starting uh, he Blaine Gabbert I don't think's at fault Really, they just couldn't. Not really, stop. the problem is he? No, it's it's the fact that they've uh, they can't stop the run. You know, Elliot had a fantastic well, week last David week, Johnson. and Johnson ran all over him this week. It was the only reason the Cards won that game? Yeah, they need to give him the ball more. They need to give him the ball more. They've I think they've dropped by about the an average of six a game. The amount of times they're giving the ball to the running backs, and when you've got someone like David Johnson, just feed him the rock. Yeah, uh, the Washington Redskins went to Baltimore and won sixteen to ten. This is one of the picks that went against your king. Yeah. For the Ravens. I did. And I, do you know what? I watched that game and it got right to the end. And I you thought watched they'd, that game? I, they thought they'd scored a touchdown right at the end. Yes. Only it one foot. It wasn't a touchdown. Only one foot in bounds though. Yeah. So that was disappointing because I was celebrating that my pick had come true. <laughs> but uh, not, not so much. No. Uh, the New England Patriots walked into Cleveland and uh, delivered a 33-13 hammer 
to three different quarterbacks for the Browns this week. Yeah, they're, they're, including clipboard Jesus. They're struggling to keep people healthy, um, and annoyingly for me because I have prior in my fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it works if he plays quarterback this week. Do I, I get know. quarterback points or do I? I, I think don't you know. do. I don't I think know. You do, but he didn't really get many quarterback. I mean, he did five yards passing. He, he did, so. but he could start this week. This is the problem. So for them, it's disappointing when your best and most dynamic offensive weapon is having to step in at quarterback for you. Yeah. Um, Brady looked fantastic. Speaking of walking in, Martellus Bennett, just to rub things in, literally walked into the end zone off a pass from Tom Brady. You've asked for an easier game, though. No. This isn't, the, the Browns aren't an NFL team, are they? I mean, can we class them as. I don't know. Probably not. But they, are they um, going to win the game this season? No. They, they maybe need to relocate to Canada and they can be. <laughs> Sort of maybe a playoff team in, in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, it's getting beyond the joke now. Mm. Uh, squeak of the week was the Philadelphia Eagles 23, the Detroit Lions 24. Yeah, I went with Eagles. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, went with the hot hand. Um, yeah, I felt bad for Wentz because he, he, his first pick of his career went Darius Slay intercepted. But if Aguilar tried at all, yeah, he just uh, doesn't it would have really. either been an in- incomplete pass or... You know, potentially even a pass interference if he tried. Tried, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was disappointing. Went still looks great. Uh, their defense is going to step up in the next couple of weeks. I think the Eagles fans have started their booing of Carson Wentz. I, after I, that I, loss. I don't think so. They weren't happy with the draft <laughs> pick, were they? But I think he's proved that it was the right decision. Yeah, uh, the Indianapolis Colts got a win, twenty nine to twenty three against the Bears. That could have been embarrassing. Yeah, I called that one. You did. I called that no, one. It could be embarrassing for the Colts. Yeah. They, they gave up their chance of a bye week after the London game yeah. to play again if they'd lost to the Bears. I know they've got the horseshoe. They need to change their name to the Indianapolis Lux because yeah. without him, their team is shocking. <laughs> that team is shocking. So yeah. he's uh, he's played amazingly well. Uh, Tennessee got 30 points against what we now know are a terrible Dolphins team. If there's any doubt, the Miami put up 17 points and uh, yeah. Yeah, but we they, knew have... they were bad. We didn't know they were this bad. No, no, they have announced that um, Tannehill will be the starter for the rest of the season, though. And uh, even though there were chants for Matt Moore in Dolphin Stadium, <laughs> he's not a terrible. He's not a terrible backup, but he's a uh, backup nevertheless. Yes, he is a backup. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they look poor. Mariota went back to, well, sort of showed what we expected to see so far this season that we haven't yet. Um, and that run game is fantastic with. A balanced off uh, sort of attack of of Derek Henry and Demarco Murray. Yeah, talking of balance, the Minnesota Vikings are the only unbeaten team now in the NFL. They are thirty-one points against the Texans, scoring thirteen, and Houston didn't do anything until the fourth quarter. So that's all garbage points there. Yeah, I think they only had three points by halftime. So yeah. six, it was six, but yeah, they were they were pinned back repeatedly. Yeah, that defense looks phenomenal. Although they're not intercepting that often I know Sundejo had a, an interception of Osweiler who seems to want to throw the ball to the opposing team every game but um, he looked ill by the third quarter yeah he did they were putting so much pressure on him uh, and actually Sam Bradford by the way is having a stonking season mm. um, really looks like the, the number one pick that was taken eight years ago uh, it's just a shame it's taken him eight years to get into the into that kind of form but <laughs> It's like we said at the start of the season. This could be better for them. I actually rate I I rate Branford higher than Bridgewater, and all he needs to do with that defense is not turn the ball over. We touched on it with the Cowboys, which is mm-hmm. what Dak Prescott's doing. And guess what? Both teams have been successful so far this season. Another team that's uh, very successful at the moment on a streak is the Atlanta Falcons. They went to the Super Bowl champions and they won twenty three to sixteen. They did, they did, and uh, they we didn't see this one coming. We didn't know because the the one issue they've had for the last three years is they've got no pass rush. No, and uh, Vic Beasley, I think, had four sacks in this game. Mm-hmm. He was playing against a, a backup right tackle who is also injured. Yes, um, but nevertheless, you can only beat who's in front of you, and uh, you know, good for them. Their offense is potent. That's a great fact, though, King, and that was really glazed over, normally mentioned the weakness uh, uh, on the offensive line mm. but they, they exploited it fair play to the yeah, Falcons absolutely. that defence showed up they... yeah absolutely Lynch Lynch was starting to see talking about seeing sort of shadows he started yeah. to uh, look a bit flustered in the pocket um, and I think they were exposed somewhat on defence in a sense that if, you, if you've got talented wide receivers you can spread out potentially there's an opportunity for you to uh, 
you know, to to maximise matchups and and put a running back on a on a linebacker and and try and beat them one one v one, which which the Falcons did really well with with Coleman. So mm. yeah, good for them. Could be a blueprint to uh, to sort of beat the the Broncos moving forward. Here's the last one you got wrong, King. It was the Buffalo Bills going all the way across country and yep. scored thirty points on the LA Rams, who only got nineteen. Yeah, they um, Bills looking all right. Bills, their offense is looking great, and actually their defense has stepped up, which mm-hmm. under Rex Ryan should have happened last season, but uh, seems to have sort of taken effect now, which is good to see. Jerry Hughes is quietly having a fantastic season, um, but yeah, with Tara Taylor and and without their their number one offensive weapon in in Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Uh the New York Giants scored 16 points in Green Bay, but Green Bay got 23, which means that they won the game. Yes, Green Bay did. <laughs> I predicted that Green Bay would win. You did. Um just a weird game, really. Weird game. Yeah. The um the, the Green Bay offense tends to be either fan- like really big plays or it just stumbles along for a couple of quarters. It's they're quite difficult to watch, actually. Their defense is good. They're number one in the league against the rush. Um, they only allow, I think, or they they allow the least amount of of rushing yards, which is which is you know good for them. That's what's keeping them in games. But yeah, something's something's not quite clicking on offense yet. Mm. And uh, the Monday night game, you called it, King. A stroke of genius. Your gut. You questioned. You've this. got a big gut. You questioned this. <laughs> Didn't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep. seventeen, Derek Anderson fourteen, yeah, and the Panthers hit another loss already in this season, which is spiraling out of control. Yeah, yeah, they're not the same team, or not the team we thought they were. They're not last year's team, that's for certain. No, they're not. No, um, their defense is uh, allowing too many points, and their offense isn't scoring enough points. And how about Aguayo? Aguayo, who. My God, is he choking during games? But he steps up at the end. He's got some stones on him, that boy. <laughs> and yeah, um, Hornets. Last last minute sort of field goal to win the game. So good for him. Because you don't, you know, it's horrible when there's that much pressure and you can see it's really getting to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, he won the game for them. He got three field goals in that game. You can't say he did miss that. two though. <laughs> not many field goal kickers keep their jobs if they keep kicking 50% yeah but not many get picked in the second round yeah that's the problem <laughs> okay so that was the rundown of all the other games so we have to take another break but we're back for part three welcome back to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week five we've been through the King's pick of the week we've been through my pick of the week with an interruption from Punk Raider yeah We've been through the roundup of last week's games, so we're going to start the final part, King, with Trojan wins. Yeah, my favourite segment. Now, because there were two, four teams on the bye, yep. there are only two Trojan wins this week. Okay, that's fine. Okay, So my first Trojan win of the week is the Washington Redskins yep. against the Baltimore Ravens. Right, okay, yeah. I am not just slated and biased all the time, okay? Okay, yeah. Because it's, this is hard for me to say that the Ravens didn't deserve to lose this game but you know the skins weren't great and uh they had one interception they had one fumble lost as well whereas the ravens with terence west who put up 95 yards he looked great he does look great and that was only on 11 carries so he was tearing i mean we know that the skins have got a really weak belly when it comes to players just rushing up the middle yeah yeah so for some reason Mark Tressman decides to sit <laughs> Terence West for the second half, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, that's why Mark Tressman is no longer <laughs> the uh, the coach there in, in Baltimore. No, he's not the offensive coordinator anymore, is he? No, swiftly removed after that game. Yeah. He had the same problem with the Bears. Yeah. But, yeah, he's... I don't know. They also had, I don't know if you saw it, was CJ Mosley fumbling through the end zone, yeah. trying to reach for a touchdown. Yeah. So it it base essentially became a, a seven point swing because they should have really had the ball on the one yard line. It's a stupid rule. Yeah. Because he was just trying to score, you know, put points on the board, and uh, and it ended up being a touchback the other way. So had that not been the case, they'd have won the game as well. So yeah. So it it's not easy for me to say the Ravens got a Trojan win there. Yeah. Um. They. I think they're gonna. I agree with that. Totally agree with that one. 
Uh, and then the second one was the squeak of the week, which was the Philadelphia Eagles against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. If Ryan Matthews holds his right arm rather than his left arm, he doesn't fumble it. Yeah. That was a rookie mistake to, from someone who is a really good rusher in this league. Yep. Um, I yeah. I totally agree with that one as well. The, the, the Lions did 66 less pass yards than the Eagles. They did 36 less rushing yards than the Eagles. It was just that stupid mistake, really, that it came down to. Yeah. Like I said, and you said as well, Carson Wentz still had a good game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had an interception, but that's because Aguilar wasn't trying. Yeah, absolutely. So, Trojan. Yeah, no, I agree with I agree with both of those good I, good picks. I tried to stick something else in there, like the Patriots, but, you know, it's against oh, the Browns. You can't, so. you can't be putting them in there. <laughs> well, just to wind up Patriot more than anything else. No, this is true. You can't be putting them in there, though. That's outrageous. Yeah, I just had to call them out because there we go. Those are, those are Trojan. Yeah, no. By definition, I agree. Now, next thing we're going to do, King, is something that you recommended that we do last week. We didn't have time. We didn't know. But this is our almost midpoint of the season, quarter point of the season. It was meant to be the quarter point of the season award updates. We're going to make more predictions now. <laughs> we're going to stick more uh, necks on the line. Yeah. For who we think are the MVP. Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah. That's a lot of categories you're going to go through here, King. I don't care. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. People will be excited, I think. Which one do you want to do first? I think we go with the MVP. You're going... All right. Going big? Yeah. Oh, do you want so me to go? go? Well, King, you're... Yeah, you're going to ride this one, so... Well, Punk Raider will be happy. <laughs> will he? Yeah. And he gave away half my stats as well, so thanks for that. You <laughs> shocked me with him. He... Wait. It's yeah. not. It's not a raider, is it? It's not a raider. Oh, okay. It's Matt Ryan. Oh, Matt no. Ryan for MVP. Uh, really? he, t- he touched on the twelve touchdowns, only two turnovers, over seventy percent completion. Uh, he's also averaging three hundred and forty-eight yards through the air a game. He has been the best quarterback in the league so far. And with that being said, it's a quarterback-driven league. They tend to win it unless someone rushes for over two thousand yards. He at the moment is absolutely the front runner for MVP. And I know you hate it, because as Punk pointed out, you bash him every week. <laughs> I don't bash him every week, just whenever we have to talk about him. This is true. So do you, do you right. dispute my MVP pick? Yeah, because there is... When I was thinking of who's the MVP right now, yep. you've got to look at who lights it up consistently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I was thinking Julio Jones, but okay. then there's a couple of weeks already where he goes quiet. Yep. And, uh, you know, they haven't won games because of it. Yep. But then... When you're looking at an MVP, you've got to see someone who drags that team up and wins the game on his shoulders. Okay. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, it's Tom. No, it's David Johnson. David Johnson. Running back for the cards. You look at his stats. Every week he's hitting 100 yards, two touchdowns. This boy is smashing it. And if it wasn't for him, the cards would, would maybe not be registering a win right now. Okay. He is the difference for Arizona. He's the the only thing, really. You can look at Larry as well. Yep. As another El- great El Fitz is playing well, yeah. Yeah. But apart from that, it's David Johnson. He is the consistent person in the league. He's always getting that 100 yards. He is. He's always getting those touchdowns. He and is. He is, he's made that leap from a top top 10 running back mm-hmm. now into the top three. Okay. What is your top three, just on a quick tangent? <laughs> just out of interest. I haven't really tallied it as a kind of one, two, three, but Le'Veon Bell's in there. Yep, definitely. David Johnson and it's either Gurley or Elliot okay okay in terms of who you'd look at and take as, yeah. a, as a running back if you could okay. have your pick of all of them well should we transition quickly then into the rookie of the year because yeah, okay. my rookie of the year is Ezekiel Elliott hey. who I would also put in the top three there for running backs okay mainly because we mentioned earlier he leads the league in rushing he's averaging five yards per carry which is which is huge as a, as a yeah. rookie runner um and he's he's doing it through the air as well. He is first in rushing. David Johnson is third in rushing so far. Don't play again with the same offensive line. Granted, no, he doesn't. But that's uh, and he is also having more of the ball. But I don't think there's much argument with Ezekiel Elliott. Well, no, I'm not going to say that he's not a great rookie. Okay, who is your rookie then? Jim? But I think you've got the wrong cowboy as your rookie of the okay. year. Dak Prescott is my rookie of the year so far. I'm going to counter that. Because I thought about Dak Prescott. <laughs> He's not going to be starting by week nine. 
You can't Maybe. be rookie of the year. You don't year. know. You can't be rookie of the year if you're not going to be the for starter. for the first quarter of the season. Mm. For this first quarter of the season, I'm judging. Okay, I can't judge the future because we it's don't know. It's a prediction. Well, someone could get injured next week. You don't know. Romo's me. never injured. No, exactly. He's never injured. So, okay. So, Dak Prescott, for not still not getting an interception, still being so tight with the ball. Yep. Um, he he creates that chance for Elliot. Yep. So yeah, he's my rookie of the year. Well, he's got the rookie record for the longest streak without an interception. Yes. And he's closing in on the league record to start a career mm-hmm. uh, because Tom Brady has that at the moment, and it was over two seasons, which is yeah. why it's a bit sort of wordy. Um, but yeah, he could genuinely be. You know, and that's that's that's. It's not just this quarter, it's pre-season as well. This boy was doing it from the yep. second he walked into the team. Absolutely, he was great. Absolutely yeah. great. Should we Whereas go... Elliot's kind of moved, he's got better as the, the, the weeks have gone yeah. on. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, okay, let's, we've done Rookie of the Year, let's do Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I think you know who I'm going to go with, because I, I love this guy. Place uh... of the Rams. Oh yeah, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. He... The guy that got ejected from a game. Don't care. Passion, passion. That is. <laughs> oh right. Passion. Okay. Yeah. He's leading. A, what is? Mike El- Vick's got a passion for dogs. Oh, <laughs> the same way. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, Aaron Donald lead is leading a poor. What is ultimately, I think we can all agree, is a poor Rams team. Mm. Um, to three and two, and uh, just this stat alone, he's projecting to have a hundred QB hurries this season which will be an all-time record yeah that that f- f- as an interior lineman he is so disruptive and because he's so disruptive he's allowing players like robert quinn to step up ogletree to have big games yeah and that def- everyone talks about that defensive line he is absolutely the leader of that and in my opinion is the best player in the league well i think you've missed something here king okay that's not the best defense in the league okay the best defense in the league Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Okay. And when I look at that great 11, I mean, there's there's a lot of quality there. Yep. I'm actually picking Eric Kendricks as my Interesting. defensive player of the year. Okay. okay. Now, not only did he make the rookie all-pro team in 2014, he's, he's a, grown in this team. He's a linebacker for those of you who he's don't a know. Yeah, yeah, he's a linebacker. Okay. Uh, he missed preseason with a hamstring injury. Yep. But still, he's already racked up 21 tackles, six pass blocks, and a defensive interception for touchdown. It's pretty impressive Where for a linebacker. He is playing lights out every week, and he is right at the heart of that defense. He is. And, you know, I could have gone for Anthony Barr or Daniil Hunter or mm-hmm. something. But, yeah, I think that Kendricks is right in the middle of that. And he is well, he is. He's, so, mid- he's middle linebacker, Jim. But you know what I mean? I do know. I do know. You're trying to be flippant with me, boy. <laughs> Call your jets. Call your jets. Yes, Eric I, Kendricks on the best defense. He's my pick. Do you know why I I agree? He's a fantastic player. Yeah. Why I don't agree? He is defensive rookie of the year. Okay. I don't think he's the best player on their defense. Well, we can argue about you know. We can. That's a, that's a stacked defense. So. It is, well, it's. I just a joke. I just mentioned they're, they're, some other players. Though. Yeah, you absolutely did. Absolutely did. Didn't even say Xavier Rhodes or you know Terrence Newman. No. Harrison Trey Smith moving forward. Yeah, Harrison Smith. Yeah. Lemble Joseph. We can keep going. Yeah, there we go. Just, just to say, I think he's going to be lost in the bunch because of that. But not disputing, he has had a fantastic start to the season. Yeah, but it's when you look at like, the Seahawks defense from a couple of years ago. You look at Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, and you know, there's all these great players. But I, I prefer Cam Chancellor because he's that kind of enforcer in the middle. Yeah, and you know, well, you saw Bobby Wagner. Kind of Bobby Wagner was the leader as well, wasn't he? In the, yeah, you know, you've got these these vocal ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Should we, should we go with coach of the year then comeback player yeah okay you happy with that yeah go on then you're going to love this Mick. <laughs> I'm sure I will you are going to love this uh, Bill Belichick Bill, Be- <laughs> Bill Belichick coach of the year yeah he has led a Patriots team to 3-1 and one mm-hmm. without the starting quarterback without their, their backup quarterback yeah and guess what no Gronk either. Didn't didn't they lose a game to the Bills about scoring a point last Don't week? Don't care. That was with an injured rookie, rookie third string quarterback. Yeah. Who was a game time decision? He's the best coach ever. Don't care. He's three and one. Do not <laughs> care. He's three and one with that team, and he had no Gronk, who I think is always in the top five players at any position mm-hmm. when he's healthy. And yeah, now they've got Brady back. So it might maybe maybe at the end of the season it's going to sort of overshadow what a performance he had at the start of the year. But I don't think. 
anyone can dispute it. You've touched on it a couple of times on the podcast, saying that you know it's uh, you know it, it sort of takes away some of the stuff that Brady's done because of that mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, he's he's the reason for that system. Belichick, he is phenomenal as a coach. I think if you're picking an all-time coach, yeah, you're probably right. I think he is I, think, I don't think he's done. Like I said, that that shutout. Okay. Two weeks ago, I think that's kind of. A yep. little bit of a dint on it. Okay, then. So, my coach of the year so far... Yeah. Mike McCoy. No, seriously. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, seriously, it's Mike Zimmer. Okay, because yeah. Mike Zimmer hasn't lost a game, okay? Yeah. So, he's one up from Belichick there. He had his quarterback go down before yep. the season starts. He had his, his all-pro running back go down in week two. Yep. He's had Khalil, which has been a blessing in the size because he's been shocking. He has, left yeah. tackle. But they've just carried on. And the way he instilled that attitude before the season started, when Teddy went down, that we're not going to just give up on this season. Yep. We're going to move forwards. He has done that. He you has. Look, look who he shut down. That's oh, amazing. It's amazing. Mike so Zimmer, by every factor, has got to be coach of the year so far. I Do think you're bang out of order. You're going on reputation there. You're a Pro Bowl picker of uh, Nate Solder because, you know, just because he plays for Patriots. I don't like Nate Solder. So, yeah, but people pick him for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. He, yeah. I think you've just fallen back on the legacy there. And the, the fact that he got shut out two weeks ago means Belichick isn't the best coach in okay. the league. I mean, look what he's done to Bradford. Look what Mike Zimmer has done to Sam yeah, Bradford. I know. A man that can look off 11 players at the same time mm. while looking straight down the field. This is true. I, do you know what I was about to say I'm sold then when you get, went through your spiel like, about what Zimmer's done and yeah. then when you just chastised me like that <laughs> you've doubled down I, I, you know I might not even pick the Vikings this week purely for the fact that I just feel violated in so many ways oh come on King it's just no, a healthy debate I'm sold I think Zimmer is Woo. probably as good a pick as Belichick well done <laughs> that's oh, my way of getting back at, from Caesar that's, that's my way of getting back at you so, Covenant King, who is your comeback player of the year? Because this is open to interpretation. This is. This is. And actually, I don't know who you've picked, so I don't want to no, ruin it. <laughs> Does your pick play for the Vikings? No, he doesn't play. Okay. <laughs> so, my second pick would who have would been Sam have Bradford. Oh, no. Wouldn't he, well, he's had a few disappointing yeah. seasons. He's come back. He's playing phenomenally well. I don't think you can dispute that. Um, but he's, I've, what... he's not lighting it up. He's doing what you'd hope a quarterback mm-hmm. would do. Yeah, absolutely. But I haven't not gone with what him. what you wouldn't even expect a quarterback to do. No, this is true. I've not gone with him, though, Jim. No. I have gone with DeMarco Murray. Ooh. DeMarco Murray Ooh. is back to Cowboys DeMarco Murray that we all knew and loved, who is hurdling players. If you love the Cowboys DeMarco Murray. Well, he was as a running back, I think everyone wanted him on their team. Way, absolutely. But uh, he's second in rushing. Mm-hmm. ahead of your MVP candidate David Johnson so I'm just saying I've picked the <laughs> first and second pick the first and second whatever um, the one thing I reason I thought he was the comeback player of the year is he was everyone expected him to have that lull after the over 300 carries he had with the Cowboys which he did which he did but this is what's important he's gone from 3.6 yards last season uh, yards per carry to f- over 5 again uh, and he's also catching the ball at the backfield. He's a touchdown machine. Um, and, I, you know, good on him. Basically, he's had a fantastic year so far. Do you think that's because he's being used properly in Tennessee? Or is it just that he was inevitably going to have that slowdown year last year, no matter where he was? I don't know if it was the slowdown thing, because I, I, I think he's got the body type and his rushing style is probably conducive to a lot of carries. He's not when Chris Johnson had all those carries and he's quite slender, built on speed. DeMarco Murray, yeah, is, is, is a fast player, but he's just a powerful downhill rusher. And the problem was a lot of the uh, a lot of the rush, you know, the the scheme in in Philadelphia was what well, was annoying because when they had LaShawn McCoy, <laughs> they wanted to play a downhill style of rushing, and yeah. as soon as they got DeMarco Murray, they wanted to run him outside. Which um, is not what he does. No, he's great out of the eye formation. He's great, you know, um, taking snaps in in sort of typical rushing fashion rather than you know, late draw, delayed draws or from shotgun. So I think that that it's more the scheme that's helped him this year, mm-hmm. but he's just, I think as, as comeback players go, I think I, we've just talked about it. His stats have improved sort of 30% on the output <laughs> per carry. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, no, that's good. So um, I'm not going to argue with that one. I mean, DeMarco Murray's had a great comeback. Tennessee using him in the right way. Yep. He's got a good option there. as the third down with Derek Henry. I think I've just worked out who you're going to pick. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carry on. No, <laughs> keep talking mine up. How are we going to know? You better write it down on a piece of paper or something. Keep and then talking. We'll see. Keep write talking it, write it down. Let's see if you've. I'll celebrate. You've I'll it. celebrate if I've got it right. You'll know. Go on, write it down. Go on. I wanna, I'm genuinely. Is he playing uh, the Steel City? Does he play. Does that. Who are you thinking of? What, is it a bell? Yeah. How can I pick the Navy on Bell? I don't know. That's who I He never went away. Oh, that's just true. Okay, no, I'm wrong then. Oh, King, King, King. You you obviously don't think too much of me, do you? No. Because I think I've beaten you in terms of a player that was lesser last year. Okay. Probably was picked in fantasy drafts a lot later than DeMarco Murray would have been picked because DeMarco Murray is still the number one at his position. Yeah. So I think I found someone who was non-existent last year. Okay, yeah. And is now making a difference. Okay. And he used to play in New Orleans, and he now plays in Seattle, Jimmy Graham. That is a very good pick. Jimmy Graham, who was nothing last year, nope. to the state where we were looking at all kinds of tight ends um, in fantasy drafts this year. No one was thinking about Jimmy Graham, because as far as we were concerned, he was done. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. This boy is coming back, and he is now a featured part of that, that Seahawks offense. I ain't got all the stats in front of me. But I know that Jimmy Graham is going to be a feature now for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's passed the eye test, hasn't he? He has. He's looking pretty. I am disappointed that I feel like I've been outdone, certainly on Coach of the Year (laughs) and Comeback Player of the Year. I win! In a segment that I suggested as well. (laughs) You did. I did. Uh, I cannot dispute that. He looks fantastic. And he's... He's becoming. We talked about this when I when I talked. Where, um, we talked about the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. He's becoming that guy that you look at on third down. Yes. He's like that Jason. He's becoming Jason Witten, but for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, and they've already got Doug Baldwin as well, who's who's a nightmare. Which means Graham's probably still not necessarily getting the respect he should be deserving. Um, and that's only gonna you know that's only gonna lead to him punishing more defenses. Yeah. So I think that's a fantastic pick, Jim. Yes. There you go. At short notice, I think I've pulled a few of those out of the bag. Yeah. I think I won f- all of those, though. What? But I th- great picks, nevertheless, Jim. How, how on job. earth do you think you won all of them? I, I sold you on Zimmer. Yeah, until until you didn't. Until I insulted you. Until you didn't, yeah. King, you know I've got nothing but respect for you. No, I agree with your picks. I just think they're not as good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Talking about picks that aren't as good then, King, I want to know. Ooh. I want to know who is going to win next week. What did I finish on last week? You finished. Oh, you finished on nine and five. Nine and five. Week. Oh, I'm getting better. That's good. It was. It was a good week. That was probably your best week so far. So far, I think it has been. Yep. Yeah. There's only two teams on the bye this week, King. Both yep. of them won for you last week. So. Oh, disappointing. I know. You have to dig deep now. Okay. So the first game is Thursday night. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh no. It's the Denver Broncos against the San Diego Chargers. I'm going with the. Denver Broncos. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. Denver, Denver Broncos for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Sadly, um, let's try this one then. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to Miami. Face the Dolphins. The Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> are going to beat the Dolphins. Fingers crossed. Yeah. If uh, you don't, that's big question marks about your team now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick under centre now. We are going to Buffalo to face Tyrod Taylor. Two mobile quarterbacks. Who's yeah, winning this. I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills because we've just not seen enough of Colin Kaepernick since he was rubbish. So hopefully he's back to Super Bowl runner-up level, Colin Kaepernick. But sadly, he uh, not this week. I think it's gonna take him a little bit of time to get get immersed within that offense. He's ironically he's the quarterback that uh, that Chip Kelly's always wanted. So yeah, yeah. Uh, next game are the Jags after bye week. They're heading to Chicago to face the Bears. Jaguars for me. I think they're just more. They're more talented. Oh, you do like the Jags. You I like them more than them. the Bears. Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean they're going to win. No, but you're going for the Jags. I am. Okay. Here's a team you like. The LA Rams are going to Detroit to face the Lions. Lord only knows what's happening there. I've got no idea. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams because I've just hyped up Aaron Donald. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, but Theoretic had a great game last he week. He did, but I've hyped up Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year. He better stop well, that you, guy. You're hanging your coat on that one, then. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so then Cincinnati are heading to New England. This should be a better test for the Patriots. After the mulligan that was Cleveland. Yeah, but the Patriots are going to win. 
The Patriots are going to win. I think Brady's Brady's got that. He's one of those annoying players that seems to play better when scrutinised. And he is annoying. He uh, he is yeah. sometimes annoying. You know, he's that guy who's better looking than you. <laughs> wife's better looking than your wife. Yeah. Speak he earns yourself. more money than you. <laughs> and he can throw a ball further than you. Yeah. But yeah, that's not everything in life, is it? <laughs> no. No, who'd want any of those things? No. Uh, Carolina, I don't know who's under centre for them this weekend, are going to New Orleans to face the worst secondary in the league. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to call an upset. I'm going to go with Carolina. Okay. On this, I okay. I I had a feeling about the Bucks and they they proved me right, but yeah. I don't have that feeling about the Saints defense. No. Even even though I knew the Bucks were a banged up defense, I'm still not sold. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens are going to New York to face the Giants. That's a tough game to pick. Yeah. That's a really tough game to pick. I'm going to go with the Giants in this one because they're at home. I feel like they've got some weapons. Now it's Marty Morningweg as the offensive coordinator. It is. It, it doesn't is. seem like much of a replacement. To be no, honest. and actually, I think that um, Jenkins had a really good game, and I don't know if Steve Smith's playing yet or if he's still injured. So, if they're lacking their best receiver, then I think it's going to be tough for them to to outpoint what could be on paper a very potent offense. Tennessee got over thirty points last weekend. They're at home against the Browns, who don't want to win a game. Yeah, Tennessee. Okay, right. They're going to win against the Browns. <laughs> oh, poor Browns. Uh, then we've got the Philadelphia Eagles are going to face the Washington Skins. That's a really tough game as well. Philadelphia. Philadelphia to bounce back from their first defeat of the season. You'd think that hopefully Matthews will hold on to the ball this time and run straight up the middle of them. Yeah, if he gets if he gets carries, because if anything, that, that offense should be using Sproles more. And, if, if... and Smallwood. Yeah, absolutely. And as a punishment, I probably wouldn't give us give him uh, give him the ball that often. <laughs> okay. So then we've got a division rivalry here: the Kansas City Chiefs against Punk Raiders. Raiders. Raiders, for me. Okay. I'm not sold on the Chiefs this season. About the bye week, the Chiefs to get ready for this. Still not sold on them. Not sold on them, and I think that they've got one of the most clutch quarterbacks and one of the most clutch receivers. So as a tandem, they are going to be very difficult to beat. You're going to have to put them away early and continue that throughout the game. Okay. Then we've got, all oh, this game's got a bit of spice. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to Green Bay to face yes. Aaron Rodgers. This is annoying because I noticed that the, the Green Bay Packers were one of the best teams against the run. And when your offense is built on that, yeah. or built on stopping that, something's got to give. And what's going to give is the Packers' defense because that offensive line is a joke. And I don't know if you <laughs> saw this, but Ezekiel Elliott is a strong back who just looks like you know he's going to be a bit of a bruiser. Mm-hmm. He was the second fastest or clocked the second fastest player this week, 21 and a half miles an hour on that 60-yard sprint. So he has both of those things in his arsenal, both finesse and power. And if you gave me a 1v1 off- offensive line versus defensive line, I'm picking the Cowboys. Okay, so you're going for Cowboys. I am indeed. Right. The Atlanta Falcons managed to uh, shut up the Denver defense. They did. Can they do the same thing in Seattle? No. They can't. Okay. I'm picking Seattle. So against your MVP candidate, you picked against him against the Broncos. Yep. Pretty much the same thing where he's heading into a lion's den of uh, defense. Yep. All right, I'm not going to argue. I, I don't think he's. I don't rate him. So. I think that they've got they've got a better, a st- more st- of a standout corner. Uh, Sherman, I think, yes. will try and cover Jones where possible, and their safeties are more dynamic as well, which means that they'll be able to alleviate some of the the issues that they had with Coleman last week. Okay. So I think, or the Denver had with Coleman. So I feel like they're a bit more athletic. So I think they'll be able to cover running backs a bit better. The Sunday night game is the Indianapolis Colts heading to Houston to face the Texans. Texans to bounce back. The Colts are not strong. They're only as good as Andrew Luck is. And I feel like they're going to struggle against the Texans. And here are two teams that are having a a down year. The New York Jets are going to Arizona to face the Cardinals on Monday night. Arizona. Arizona. I think. Oh, Davy Johnson. Davy Johnson. Okay, with your pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that the Cardinals are just a stronger team. That's the only reason for picking them. They were last year. Yeah. 
the Vikings get a well-earned rest yeah. and the Bucks as well. Uh, they're the other team on the bye. Awesome. Well, that's it, King. Yeah. I think you've said it all. Thank you very Punk much. certainly said his piece as well. He did. Yeah. He did. Remember, Thank guys, you for coming on. If you want to get in touch, just go to at Jim and the King on Twitter or Instagram. Go to jimandtheking.com to check out all of our archive shows and my new blog, which wasn't anything to do with Rich Eisen, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to do, go do our video now on YouTube. So you can find that at jimandtheking.com as well. Um, but until then, until next week, guys, I've been Jim. That's been the King, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you.